Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am Michelle Vermont Michael, your host, and this is a very, very special episode for me. I have known of this woman that I'm about to interview for a long time, and we finally met in real life a little over a year ago now, I guess almost exactly a year ago um, at Inman in 2023. And I've been able to get to know her over the last several months. We've been able to spend a little bit more one-on-one time at a handful of conferences. Um, And I have never met a more fierce and incredible woman that makes me want to keep being more of who I truly am than this woman. So um, this individual is none other than Deborah Trappin. If you guys don't know her, you need to know her. Um, If you're familiar with a woman up platform, you know that Deborah is the former uh, chief strategist over at Woman Up and actually has gone out on her own here very recently and has a really big fun announcement for us at the very end of this show. So you're going to want to make sure you listen to our whole episode. But Deborah, I'm so honored to have you. Thanks for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Michelle. Oh my gosh. Well, let's jump into this conversation because there's a very big reason why I was so pumped to interview you. And I think the biggest one is you have given me so much confidence in just being me. And I think that you, the way you portray yourself on Instagram, especially in really just social media in general, is something that everybody needs to take a note out of your book on. And I want to talk about that, right? So your ability to be very authentic, where does that come from? And can you tell us all a little bit about what journey or what your journey has sort of looked like leading up to that? Sure. Uh, Well, let's, I'll just lay it out there. So when I left corporate in 2012, I was leading um, uh, various departments like social media, training, recruiting, retention for a very large brokerage in the Pacific Northwest. And so when I went out on my own, I basically took what I was doing inside corporate and started doing it out in the world, which was a lot of conversations on personal brand and social media, how to use Facebook, how to use Instagram, and and not how you talk about how to use Instagram. I mean, like, how do I load a photo? Like, it was so new back then. <laughs> like, still is for a lot of people. <laughs> yes. I mean, even just how do I download the app onto my phone? Because everything was so, so new for so many, especially for the later adopters. Um, but fast forward to 2014, I was at one of the women's conferences that I helped co-produce. And one of the activities that we do, Michelle, is so fun, is you write, basically write yourself a note and say, this is the thing, this is like my BHAG for next year. And then you have to say it out loud. And so my BHAG that year was, I want to write a book. And so like, I remember just seeing the words float out of my mouth and like, oh my God, I just said that. And now I have to do it. Not only did I say, I want to write a book, but in March, I said, I want to write a book and have it done by December. And, um, I'm very proud to say that I did. 
And the reason I'm weaving that in is because the book is actually how and why you see what you see on social media is what you get with me. And that's, I know who I am. And I always say like my fire up content from the fire up, taking your life and business to 11 book all the way to all the workshops I traveled for, you know, a decade teaching. It's all about knowing yourself first. Like before you post anything on social media, understanding your core values, understanding what fuels your soul. Like, what do you feel more excited about after you've done it than you did when you walked in the door? Like knowing those things about yourself, also knowing what, what your purpose is here. What, what are you here on this planet to do and how does it weave into your business? And so knowing those three things allows you to then create your mission statements, whether it's a niche statement inside real estate, which is a big piece of content that I teach agents, like how to, how to use who you are to attract people, right? I do that for myself. I know who I am. And I also know that who I am over the last decade has changed. And so my social media has changed. My feed has changed right along with me. Everything from the filters I used in 2009 are not the same filters I use today. Uh, <laughs> you know, the colors, the vibes, the clothes, the words. And I think that's what makes social media so fun is that it's like a live journal uh, and captured online. And I can scroll back and look at like my first few posts and think, wow. I mean, those Instagram filters were wicked back then. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> they oh. are as they have today, right? It just kind of changed the color a little bit or made it look like old timey. But there was nothing like touch up your face or, you know, add sparkles or explosions. Like all of that's so exciting and new. Yeah. Well, no. So this is, I have, a, I have a big question I want to get to, but before I do what I think is really a big question that my audience has often, very often is, well, should I go back and delete stuff when I am changing organizations or if I change my role or if just something in my career is changing, or for example, if they're going from all I've been doing is posting personal content and now I'm, you know, actually starting to do this correctly. I should go back and just delete all that, right? And, and nope. that becomes that becomes a question, you know, I answer, but what would your answer be to that person and why? That's a holy hell no. That's all who you, that's who you are. And I think that part of our journey here is growing and changing and shifting. And it's a beautiful story that you've told. So why change it? Now, I have, I have seen clients and friends where, you know, they might, they might delete a certain partner they had for a little while <laughs> that, you know, their relationship split and it didn't split well. Like they might go tidy things up like that, mm -hmm. that they just don't want to be reminded of. But if you're talking about the stories you've told about who you are and the things that you're proud of, leave it. Let me get to know you 10 years ago. Like, let me get to understand who that person was. Um, I yeah, think it's I think it's so fun. And even me, like I've been doing this now for almost 10 years in November officially will be 10. So my congratulations, not, not your golden birthday, but it's like a big milestone, right? 10 years is a big, a big deal. Um, and I have done this recently, what you just described, where I've scrolled back and I'm like, 
oh my gosh, if Michelle today, or if Michelle back then knew what Michelle did today, I would never have posted a template like that or have ever done some of those things. But like, I'll even scroll back to like my very first brand photo shoot of when I got my very first branding photos done. And my, my dog Spartacus was literally small enough to be in my hand. And he was in my branding photo shoot. And I'm like, that is so special. Cause not only did I just sign my paperwork to become an escort, but I also just got, you know, my first dog and like how fun to go back and think about that. Right. But, um, more importantly, I want someone to scroll that far back on me. Right. And I want them to see the evolution of who was I at that point versus who I am today, because there is so much growth and so much to be proud of. Um, and you use the word journaling, like live journaling. And I want to touch on this because for me, some of Instagram, in, in this case, when we're sharing that type of content of, you know, milestones in our career or milestones in our family or milestones in whatever, right? It's sometimes hard when you're having a bad day to be reminded of the good. And I think that those types of things, when we share them and when we live journal that way, we can, we can really go back. Um, and I, I use the word brag book sometimes because that's what my coach calls it. But he tells me like, if I ever do something good, write it down. And then if you're having a bad day, you go open it and you read all the things that you've done that are good. And yeah. I feel like that's what Instagram is. I, 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 absolutely. I mean, I have a folder on my computer and I have a physical box in my studio that it's like the praise reports, the, the, the love notes, the, you know, you changed my life by X, Y, Z. Uh, that's all very, very important. And I also think that it's, that what's, what we're not saying that it that really is so incredibly important with social media is this is your story for no one else but you. And so you get to tell that story. So if you do want to delete something, go for it. But don't think you have to. Mm. Like if you want to take something down, take it down. But you you actually are allowing for even more opportunities for connection and engagement because if you used to have a horse but now you don't but you miss having a horse but you had a, a post about a horse people who love horses are going to feel a connection to you if you're a mom share about being a mom if you're an entrepreneur share about those things because those are the those are the threads that connect us mm. and that's where that's where social media has given us such a gift Right. There's all sorts of people who can give all sorts of reasons why social media is the death of society and communication and connection, blah, blah, blah. However, when you use it well, it's the exact opposite. And so tell your story, use your life as your content and you can't go wrong. No, I uh, a million percent agree. And I want to know it, maybe this is a sort of a subconscious way of giving permission to all of us to be more of who we are. But there's a big question that is constant. And I've, again, been doing this for almost 10 years and the question has never changed, which is business profile, personal profile. Do I need two? Do I need one for business, one for, for personal? The answer to me is very much so 100% no, but I know you and I had a, an excellent start to this conversation offline. So how would you answer that question for everybody listening? Yeah, the... I think it's important to clarify why my, my answer exists and what that means to me. So I have a Facebook account that's Deborah Trapin. That's me, myself, and I. That is all about me. My business has its business page, but I am not my business. My business page is separate from me. Um, 
And so that's a delineation between me having two Deborah Trapins that are personal, but one is for the people I do business with. And one is for the people that know me personally. That is a whole lot of work. In my world, I call that senseless hustle. There's one of you have one account, have one Instagram account for telling your story. If you have a brand that other people work for, that that is a, a, a brokerage or something like that, of course, you're going to want to have a business account for that to tell the story of the company. But when you are your business, don't, don't muck it up. Be you, tell all of your stories, all, share all of your hats. Because again, when people understand you, when people can scroll through your feed and see your core values living lived out loud, if they can see the things that you're passionate about, whether that's wine tasting or making beer or sipping whiskey or vacationing in an RV or flying first class, those are all ways people are going to get connected to you. And if they have to go to too many places, they're not going to do it. And you're going to lose an opportunity because you're not telling your story in a way that's easy for them to consume. Well, and I think what, what real estate agent, maybe, maybe you're solo producing, or maybe you're on a team or both for that matter, right? Maybe you, you have been both in your career. I really don't see why that solo agent needs a business account where they're share on, and we're talking Instagram specific, right? Cause I do think Facebook is a little bit, is definitely different than the Instagram platform for sure when it comes to this question, but why does that agent need a business Instagram talking about nothing but real estate, right? Listing, 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 or open house, open house, or here's how many closings I did this month, or I'm number one in, or top 1% in my brokerage for the year, right? All of that versus yeah. a totally separate account for I am a mom, I love cooking, and I love, you know, hole in the wall coffee shops. Why is that separate? It, 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 it doesn't need to be. I know that, you know, I've, I've been in the social media game for many years now. And so, Sometimes you just get a coach in your life that leads you down the wrong path and unintentionally creates double the work in, in my, in my opinion, and how I used to teach it when I worked at brokerage was the brokerage has its own brand account and the brokerage's brand account is to communicate with the community and to support the individual agents pages, <laughs> not the other way around. And so I know that for a long time, agents were told to have a business account so that they could just post about their business all the time. And I would always say, well, if the people who know, like, and trust you already are going to get bored with that, why would you have an account that no one's going to want to see or listen to? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Like, just make business part of your personal account and then let your brand, your brokerage support you along the way. If you're hosting something in your community and you post it on your Instagram page, it'd be great if your brokerage was selling that, you know, sharing that in their stories or sharing your reels about the successful events you've had. Like it should be a support for the individual. The individual should not need to have their own. I agree with that. I mean, 100%. I mean, and, and I think I am my brand, right? You are your brand. And I have, you know, 11 employees, but like, I don't feel the need to have a Berman Media Social business account and then Berman Media Social Michelle Berman Michael account, right? Because at the end of the day, and this is an important thing to talk about because we as coaches, right? We are the vehicle to get someone from where they want to be to where they need or where they currently are, sorry, to where they want to be or where they need to be. 
to be able to be the success that they want to be in. There's a quote by a, a really cool gentleman that I train with on the running side. He says, it's never too late to be who you've always been. And that's the idea behind that. And I, I love that quote, especially when I'm running and I'm tired and I don't want to do it. I'm like, come on, Michelle, like you got to do this. Um, but for me, like Berman Media is so much more than just, hey, we help you with Instagram. It's I am a real human being going through real life stuff, experiencing real things. And that makes people more attracted to wanting to work with us. And there's no difference for a real estate agent, right? Because I'm not hiring you real estate agent because I want to go buy a house, right? In theory, yes, that's the ultimate end goal, but I'm hiring you because I like you and I feel connected to you and you become the vehicle to get me to where I want to be. But if I'm not just hiring some random person I Google, like I want to get to know the person and that's the opportunity that I feel like people are missing when they're yeah. separating business and personal. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, you're, again, you're talking about service businesses. You perform a service, real estate agents perform a service, uh, loan officers provide a service and their service is completed by them. It's not something else. It's not, they're not a brand like Macy's or Nordstrom or, you know, a, a retail establishment that has its own story to tell, like your business is you. And so I, I think, it, again, it's being genuine. It's the genuineness of social media that creates the magnet to the people you're meant to serve. And if you ha if you make it too hard for them to understand you and who you are, what you stand for, what you do, why you do it, who you do it for, then they're not, they, they can never opt in because they're, they're, our lives are too chaotic, mm. whether it's chosen chaos or not. We just don't have time to slow down and go, hmm, how would I work with John? Like, you have to tell me and I have to opt in, period. Like, it's yeah. it's not that hard. No, but it's we really not. Oh, yeah. for sure. And I feel like there's so many people that overanalyze this whole process of, well, is this a little bit over the line? And, and just this morning of recording this episode with you, I had a, a client text me and say, I stared at the post that I still have not posted for about 40 minutes because I'm worried what if it offends somebody? But wait, it shouldn't because it's meant to be funny. But still, what if somebody reads it the wrong way? And he's sitting here saying that he spent 40 minutes staring at this post that he was supposed to be putting out, right? And I ended up telling, I literally didn't even respond to the whole rest of the text except to say, Logan, post it. That's it, period. Send it, right? Because I was like, Logan, that is who you are as a human being, and I, and I didn't know what the post was obviously until I actually went to his account and saw it after he posted it. It was a funny coffee mug. It was a dad joke. And I'm like, Logan, why would you not have posted that? Like, who are you offending with a funny dad joke? Like it's, it was so silly, right? Because he was so nervous about what if someone takes this the wrong way, you know? Yes. And somebody might, somebody might, I mean, here's, here's the reality. We cannot control how people consume our content. I cannot control how somebody consumes the content of my life. If, if I'm questioning if someone is going to be offended because they, the, the tone they might read into it, my, my go-to would be then turn it into a video. Like, look at this crazy mug. Oh my gosh. Dad joke moment. Like, so that you control the narrative of the tone. If you really, really are concerned about it, 
But honestly, the people who are following you chose to follow you. Mm. So again, that's why being your truest version of yourself, sharing the essence of who you are is important. So that you're not collecting followers, you're connecting to potential con uh, clients, friends, you know, besties, other people going through the same things that you're going through, like actual connections. But our world has been so obsessed with collecting these large numbers of followers that I think that's a big piece of why people get caught up in the fear of what, what and whom it might be offended by it. It's like, really, who cares? <laughs> the people well, who matter don't mind and the people who mind don't matter. I, I that's a, a um, Dr. Seussism and who else knows, you, you know, along the way has said something like that. Like it truly is like that. And and I, my heart goes out to people who have sense to slow down and say, you know, what is the impact of this post? Like there is beauty in that. There is beauty in thinking about how the, your content is going to be consumed. But there, then there's also the, a colossal waste of time in inside that as well, that but I would love to encourage you just to move a little faster each time that comes through. Like just move a little faster. It's okay to feel that way. And just don't stay there. <laughs> like hit hit post. And if it totally flops, well, guess what? There's a lesson. Fail forward. Fail forward, as we say. Yes. Um, but the other thing too, and and I I may have even said this to you, like on in happenstance in real life together, but I say this a lot because. I, I am a very big personality. I know that. And I've been reminded of that by lots of people, but, um, <laughs> the reality is I am not for everyone and that is 100% okay. And I think it almost 34 years old, I'm really confident in the fact that that's a good thing and not a bad thing. Um, but it certainly has taken me time, right. To get to that place where, oh, I don't want someone to, to consume this and think differently of me. But at the same time, I also know where my line is of like, where am I comfortable sharing and what am I not comfortable, ex you know, exploring as far as a piece of content. So I think that that's a good question for you too, because where do you draw your line? And at what point do you say, if I do offend somebody, then again, it's whatever, because at the end of the day, this is truly who I am. Right. You know, and I mean, when social media first came out and it usually comes up around like the election years where people are like, ah, you know, don't talk about religion, politics, you know, uh, hey, you know what, if you are, if you love politics and that is your, your jam, post about it. No, and knowing you will lose people mm. and knowing you will also gain people. You'll gain people who believe the same things. And because we're not meant to serve everyone where we're not meant to serve everyone. Not everyone is going to be attracted to your energy, your vibe, your look, the words you use, the way you do business, the person you're married to, the kind of car you drive or that you don't drive, where you decide to live, that you have a cat versus a dog. Like people choose to be with you because of the things that you share in common or the things that you do that they are so curious about, but have not implemented in their own lives. And so all you can do is be yourself and allow those people to come and go out of your life as they're meant to. You can't control that. And so have fun. You have this beautiful existence here on this wild, crazy planet with this cool technology that's all around us. Like use it make a mistake. It's a, it's a lesson. 
uh, I'm trying to think of who the athlete was that I was listening to, but she was like, it's, I either win or I learn. There's, there's no, there's not even a fail in there. It's I either win or I learn period. And, and I love that. I, the same is, you know, with how you use Instagram. Like if you feel a little nervous, you know, message your coach, <laughs> it's Michelle and say, am I crazy? Uh, but then go for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful to be able to, to feel empowered in this conversation with you, because I think women and men alike, and I, and I mean, I have conversations with men all the time that say this and, and they'll be like, well, I'm, you know, not the young buck I once was, or I'm not as good looking as I had been in the past, or, you know, I put on a few extra pounds and I'm like thinking to myself, that's not the story that you're trying to tell in the first place. Like you're not going to post on Instagram and be like, Oh man, I've gained 30 pounds. Hopefully you didn't notice that, but I still want to share this mortgage tip. Um, like that's not what you're posting. Right. And this gentleman I talked to, he's been a, a LO for 35 years, like do the math on that concept. Right. This guy's been around for a long time in an industry that has seen a lot in 35 years. And there is so much experience and so many stories that he can tell and I went to his Instagram during the sales call I had with him and it was nothing but boilerplate content, right? Sort of the stock image like template that he probably paid a subscription to just auto post for him. And I'm thinking to myself, X name, why in the world would you only share that? Like just in the seven minutes I've been on the phone with you, there's so much more to this person. And you're telling me that you haven't shared it because you're 30 pounds heavier than you were when you were 40 and you know, you're 60 now. Why are you, why does that matter? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it matters. It matters because that's what the world tells us we should be focused on. Very true. And so there's, there's truth to that. There's truth to people feeling like they're being judged. It's blowing, blowing my mind a, a little bit that you're talking about a, an older gentleman. Cause usually that tends to be the crowd that doesn't care because they've been oh, here in, in media. I mean, it just like, think Rodney Dangerfield comes to mind like this old dude with a big keg belly who always has these beautiful young women so most for most of our existence and media has showed us that it doesn't matter what men look like really they can age and they get salt and pepper and silver fox um and it's hitting them now too is my point like if he's worrying about that how many other people are so uh you know, there's, there's a really great book out there for anyone who's feeling that, who's feeling like, oh my God, what is wrong with me? I don't want to put myself out there. Um, it's called more than a body and it's written by two gals. I don't, I can't remember. Uh, Lexi is one of the gals names, but this book will blow your mind. These two, it was, it's twins. They, they literally spent their college careers and got their PhDs in researching like this body image issue that we have in the world and these things that hold us back, whether it's making a video or putting a bathing suit on to go on vacation, whatever. So uh, there are people out there. It's a great book. Read it. If if this is that gentleman, read this book will help you too. Um, it'll help you yourself. It'll help you in, inter, interact with the women in your life. Um, it's a real thing. And when you show up for business, people see what you look like. Like it's... I know we all want to look a certain way because that's what the world has told us. And I mean, I used to joke about this when I used to teach networking classes and I would say like, it's, it's 
it's fun, yeah, to walk down memory lane and use your 1980s glamour shot as your profile, except when you meet your clients at a restaurant and they're searching and searching and they can't see you. And then you stand up and they're like, oh my God, she's aged. Like, mm -hmm. is that her? Is that her mom? Like all of the, like the, the negative thoughts you're trying to avoid associated with you, like somebody judging you, you're actually forcing them into judging you on your appearance. Mm -hmm. so just think about that. Like flip that script a little bit. It's um, counterintuitive, right? Like the way, what we're trying to do is actually in essence, the way we're trying to do it is actually hurting us more than it's helping us. Right. Um, and Correct. I actually, I got to, I got to swallow my own pride on that one because for a long time I had extensions, like really long hair extensions. Um, and they were like, you know, the sewn in kind and I, all my profile photos, everything that was the photo I used. Cause one, I just looked at it and I was like, damn, that's me. You know, like it was one of, like, you feel, you see a picture of you and you're like, oh my gosh, yes to that. Right. Um, and I realized that I had to stop using it because after I got married, I took them out because they were very heavy and any women who have ever had long hair extensions, you know, it's a pain in the butt when you're working out a lot. <laughs> so I took them out and I realized it took me like about six months to be like, man, I really need to change that profile photo because I'm showing up on zoom all the time. I'm on FaceTime all the time, or I'm speaking at these events in real life. And that's not who I am anymore. Like, that's not what I look like. And yeah. that sounds silly or sort of like, you know, marginal in the, in the overall scheme of things, but it actually made a difference for the confidence that I had showing up because the, the picture that they had on the screen was not the me that was walking out. Um, and it makes a difference. I feel like, um, well, you know, minor as it might sound. Showing who you are promotes inclusivity, right? Like bucking the system and saying, we don't all need to look a certain way is is partly our responsibility. It's not the media's job. It's actually our job. And that's one of the most wonderful things, in my opinion, about social media is there isn't somebody sitting at the top of the building in a corner office that's determining what I can share and what I can't. Now, I can hear you already going, but what about when, you know, my accounts shut down or what? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you want to share about you and your dog, when you want to take when you want to take me to your hair diva for the day and like whatever you want to share with me, I have I have access to now. And so I think recognizing like the story of, yeah, I had these in and I loved this photo and then I took them out and I realized, man, it it actually hurt a little to take that picture down because I really loved what I looked like in that. And then I realized, but that's not who I am today. Like that story that you shared right there is so powerful because someone who's listening to this, whether they're watching a replay or listening to it on the podcast is feeling the same way. They're feeling a little uncomfortable, a little shameful, a little insecure about changing their photo because, oh God, now they have a double chin or, you know, their hair is short and it used to be long, whatever it might be. Um, but it's okay because change is good and change creates opportunity for connection and, com and conversation. So you actually are allowing people in. It's, it is vulnerable to share that story. It's vulnerable to share that. And it creates a connection between us because I feel like, okay, great. Like you feel like that. So it's okay for me to feel like that. And that's, that's the beauty of telling your truest essence uh, in your story online.
Yeah, I agree. And um, I have a, a final question for you before we close out, because I'm curious what your three words are, but I have done some soul searching over the last few years. And um, I'm a big fan of Brennan Burchard and the high six performing or six high performance habits of an individual. And one of the things, or that makes somebody a high performer, right? The six true habits of that. But in the book, he asks you, and I, I've listened to this book on audible. I don't even know five times I've read it in re- like book form multiple times. Like it's one of those books. I always go back to, to remind yeah. myself that I'm doing what I need to be doing in my life. Um, and he asked a question that actually hit me really, really hard postpartum um, because being a new mom and trying to run a really successful organization was a balancing act to say the least. Um, But he asked, he said, what are the three words that you want to be remembered by when you die? And I hadn't ever asked myself that question, meaning like if I'm not here and somebody is at my funeral and they say, here are the three words that I can think of when I think of Michelle, what are those three words? Because if you can remind yourself of what those three are, you'll remember to show up that way every single day in your in your life. And you won't be worried or nervous or scared to share anything. Um, and it was interesting the way he put it. But for me, it was passionate, present, and adventurous, right? And present was a big one as a new mom, right? Because you're struggling with like, I want to be here with my kid. But at the same time, I have to work and I have to get on the Zoom and I have to do this. Um, and I can't tell you how many times I've been on Zoom. And I can hear my kid crying in his crib, but I'm like, I can't do anything about it, right? Because I'm in the middle of doing what I have to do as a career person. So what are your three words, Deborah? And I'm hoping one of them is what I think it is, but what would your three words be? And what would you tell someone based off those three words as far as taking that into social media with them? Yeah, that's, well, that's a a pretty big question to ask on the fly. I know. And so I, I would say, you know, there's, it's, it's feelings that I want people to feel right. Like she always made me feel like I was the only person in the room. I knew that I could trust her with my deepest, darkest secrets. And she was always up for an adventure. You know, I think uh, whatever words would encapsulate those, I think, you know, um, part of part of this changing season for really for all of us, I think, you know, post 2020 and 21 and all the craziness in there and then kind of stepping back into the world the last couple of years, I think everyone's trying to find their their new next new season and what that looks like. And I I love being flexible. And I love change. Like she, she loved change. <laughs> she embraced love- change. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love words. You know that. I mean, my my guiding word for this year is roaring. Right. And so good. Yeah. yeah. So, so fun. I love it. I love that word. And I think my, my word of the year is more of, and for me, that's more of specifically for my family. That's more of God, right. Spending more time with God. And that also means more of me with my girls, my employees who I don't get to have as much one-on-one time with because of the nature of, you know, running a company that's got girls in 11 different States, literally that it's hard to be that. So I have asked myself, what is my word for the year? And and what can I do to show up as a better wife, as a better mom, as a better leader and all of that. And for me, it was more of, and then I have three or four words that I've used to, to put or insert into that. But 
this has been so incredible to spend time with you. And I, I wish we had another hour to just keep going because I feel like there's more and more that the world needs to hear, but maybe we'll just do an episode too. But in, in all seriousness, um, Deborah, I really would love for you to share what's next for you. And ultimately, I think everyone hopefully listening to this is like, how do I find Deborah? Where is she on social media? So will you just tell us a little bit about how we can get connected to you and then what's coming up for you? Sure. So uh, best way to connect with me is to go to DebraTrape.com. It's my name, D-E-B-R-A-T-R-A-P-P-E-N.com. Uh, all of my socials are on there so you can easily connect with me uh, and you can start to uh, follow along. You can read more about my guiding word. That's one of the blog posts on there. And if you haven't unleashed your word for the year, I've got a really awesome uh, guidebook on there that you can download. Um, what's next for me is, uh, you know, I, I'm leaving uh, behind a really important seven year gig that I loved doing and, and consulting for the California Association on. And this spring, I'm launching a new community. I uh, can't say anything about it yet because it's uh, it's not ready to be, to be uh, announced quite yet. But this spring, something new is coming. And so if you go to um, debratrapin.com slash spring dash, let's see, what is it again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um spring 2024 spring dash 2024 uh i'll make sure to get you the link so that you can drop it in the notes but there's more to come it'll be all over instagram so if you follow me my handle there is deborah 11 deborah 11 uh and i would love to get connected to you please shoot me a direct message if you do follow me from this episode and let me know how you found me because i always love to know that how like where a new follower fi- finds me mm-hmm. that I love it. Well, thank you for being here with me. Thank you for just your time and your heart being open to this conversation and and letting people into who you are. Um, There's so much beauty in that. So thank you guys so much for joining us in this episode of the Coffee and Questions podcast. As always, leave a review if you feel the desire to do so. And please shoot me a DM on Instagram if you have other amazing guests just like Deborah that you think I should interview. But we'll see you guys in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow my guests on social media. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you consume this content.